Before the Fellowship was the greatest story you've heard one-fifth of now. I'm Greg. And I'm Dan. And I'm Cameron. And you've been joining us to read and react to The Silmarillion by J.R.R. Tolkien. So this is not a traditional episode. Um, we're not reading today. Um, Cameron, it can only be with us in a captured image tonight as we were recording. So um, we thought we would do something a little bit different and just have a little bit of discussion about where we're at so far, where we've been, um, some broader thoughts and possibly, um, you know, a, a call to hear more thoughts from our listeners. So spoiler. So, uh, I thought maybe we could start, Dan. Do you remember the origins of this existing? Do you know why we did this? Um, I know why I did it. I uh, wanted to read through the Silmarillion um, and actually do it in a way that was meaningful and memorable, as I did not get through it the first time. Because I think I, I think the first time I tried to read it, it was about the time I was starting a family. So it got pretty busy. <laughs> I have five kids now. so <laughs> That makes sense. Um, as I recall, uh, a friend of mine gave me a copy of the Silmarillion for my birthday. And I think one of the first things I did was show you. Or like I brought it into the office when we were working together. And was like, hey, check out what I got. And... Um, I hadn't even started reading it, I don't think, but I think you were at some point you're like, we should make a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was probably so excited that you'd got into it that I was like, I need to I need to be a part of this. Uh -huh. I need to I need to join in the reading somehow. Um and then Cameron got on board too, and which is amazing, like just knowing he's the one who introduced you to it in the first place, you know? No, other way around. Oh, right. Other way around. He, I introduced you introduced him, him to him. It. Yeah. And he actually this is went when further I was like, with it. He went yes. further with it than you did at that time. Right. Yes. Because I, I got th I got through it part of the way. And um, and then he ended up reading it and just like loving it. And then buying all of the board games related to Lord of the Rings and <laughs> uh, taking the nerd level the next step. So uh -huh. um, cheers, can I tell wait, you cheers to Cameron. Here yes. he is. He, he'll be back, by the way, and everything's okay. It's just he has a family too, and people are sick right now. And so for this episode, he won't be joining us. Yeah. Um, my hope is that we can do a double release next time so we're not like behind week to week, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, okay, I, I wanted to share one regret I have about this podcast with you. Okay. I think it's my only regret, but um, can I read a, a review first? From Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> Who's it from? Uh, it's from Sh Shadwell von Bernstein. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> this is from about a month ago. I thought this was pretty funny. It says, <laughs> if you like the idea of listening to C-minus students who haven't lifted a finger to do their homework and actually read the book and fail to demonstrate the most basic level of familiarity with the characters, then this is the podcast for you. So lazy. The only thing impressive about this is that they have the guts to make a podcast based on ignorance. <laughs> um, but I, I feel that that's actually why 
this is good. <laughs> um, I I dare to disagree with Mr. Von Bernstein on this one. Um, I read this quote. I was reading. I started reading Mere Christianity recently, and um, I didn't know this until I started reading it. But C.S. Lewis originally had this radio broadcast on the BBC BBC during the Second World War, where he was asked just to talk about the basics of Christian beliefs. And then that morphed into this book eventually. But one of the things he said about it was that he wasn't asked to do it because he was a theologian or an expert. He was asked to do it because he was an amateur and he could speak to other amateurs who were, you know, trying to understand this thing too. And he had, you know, he's a war veteran and like could speak to soldiers who were confronting the realities of life and death and stuff. And so I think there's something interesting about that. And I, I do think there is a lot of good, like if you wanted to dive into the lore, there's a lot of people who have studied that and can speak to that. But I really like the idea of like, we're just kind of walking together in reading this, which leads me to this other. Um... Right. Quick, quick, quick thing. This yeah, is, yeah. A this is tangent, but we can get back on track very quickly. Um, that uh, mere Christianity. It's a great book by CS Lewis. It's, it's probably the best uh, modern day Christian apologetic work, or at least the most read. And um, it did start off as a radio show. And Greg, I don't know if you knew this, but you, there are snippets of him on that radio show that you can find on YouTube. So you can mm. listen to parts of mm. the different mm. chapters that he did in his voice. Just I believe in, in the preface, he says like, originally it was just, he just, it was just a transcript. The book was just a transcript of the radio yeah. show. But then he realized there's certain things that he didn't like about that, and that maybe wasn't the best choice. Yeah. So then he yeah. It so up he edited for, it together yeah. into uh, um, a longer thing. But yeah, I I I highly recommend just searching that YouTube. I, I think they I, only have like a couple of like ten minute or fifteen minute um, clips. But to to add to to add a new tangent to your tangent, I really would be curious to hear what non Christians think of that book. I saw one review that yeah. said like it just sounds really condescending. But to me, really? it sounds like I like I, it was hard for me to imagine why that might be because he seems like the most jovial. Like I was more or like, less non-Christian when I read it. But then again, I think I was, I think I was at a point where I was w willing to kind of list. Ah, this is going to sound <laughs> condescending. I just think that if you're coming from a, a hostile worldview, then yeah, you're going to have a, a a reaction to it. When I read through the God Delusion by Richard Dawkins. Um, I was hostile to his worldview at that point, and I had an adverse reaction to it. I think that that's just part and parcel mm -hmm. of reading something that you don't like the sound of. Well, it's funny too because there's different things that, like there's ways that reading can affect you. And Tolkien is a good example of this actually, because when I've re I've read The Lord of the Rings now twice, and both times there are some parts that just drain me. Like it's not fun to read when they're just the fellowship is just. Reciting poems or traversing <laughs> moorland. Right, right. It's just, yeah, it's like detailed descriptions of the land. But yeah. I think actually that's intentional. Like it is a long journey and you're supposed to feel the burden of the journey too as the reader, I think. Now, this is what well, you're talking about something else where you have like a hostile um, like, yeah. view of what you're reading. Anyway, um, tangent aside, uh, this, well, Going back to this review, 
um, this this is related to my one big regret of this podcast. And oh, you were gonna read? Sorry, I interrupted you before you no, read. No, 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 the no. I read. Group. I read. I I decided not to. I decided not okay, to. but cool. um, the first one, it does speak to something that is like probably my only regret of the show so far, <laughs> which is, oh, and oddly enough, you haven't really listened to the episodes, as I recall. Is that true? I've listened to five episodes. You've listened to five. Okay. I listen to, I have like a 20 minute commute, so it's perfect. Like, and pretty much on Wednesdays, I'll listen to it. And uh, sometimes it's embarrassing. And so, you also, I know that you don't like hearing your own voice. Yeah, yeah, I can't stand <laughs> it. Um, but for me, I, I mean, I love hearing my own voice. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no, do we, I, Greg, says all of his fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, I, I find it entertaining just like remembering because I'm remembering the conversations that we had or how it played out when we you know talked about these things. But um, something that I noticed in a lot of our earlier episodes was, and this is my regret, we would talk about future things a lot. We would talk about like, oh, and I think this thing happens at some point, but we actually didn't really know very well. And it's it is kind of confusing, I think, if you're listening, you're like, and I think we were saying things that are wrong. Like we were saying, I think this thing happens with this and it, it may or may not be right that that actually happens. But um, if we could do it over, the one thing I would change is we wouldn't talk much about future things. We would just stick to like what we read today and what we've previously read. That's all. Okay. That, that reminds me, uh, your regret reminds me of um your original question to me today, which was, do you remember why we started doing this? Um, one of the like ideas at the beginning was to do something similar to what um, the Catholic priest, Father Mike Schmitz did with the Bible in the year podcast, which I believe is like one of the best, one of the most listened to podcasts of all time on Apple music, Apple podcasts, at least. Um, Anyway, uh, but his podcast, I think he did a second year. I think he went back and reread it again, didn't he? Because um, I, I think there's, there's a 2021 version and a mm. 2022 version. Mm. So, so we can do that, is what I'm saying. <laughs> we can reread it again with a little bit more uh, preparation and going a bit deeper for a second year and maybe maybe that maybe that doesn't need to be a regret for the future well i it's a regret in the sense that like i don't know if i'd want to do this again <laughs> I, I regret in the sense of uh if i could go back but not the not so such a heavy regret that i will go back or go forward but maybe we will. This is my hope: is that we will read the extra kind of curricula, um, mm. curricula of mm. uh, the like Tolkien universe. So uh -huh. I would love us to be able to read um, some of those other short stories and histories. Yeah. I did pick up a copy of one of those. I think it's yeah. I think it's a short stories one, a collection of short stories or something that are in this. Uh, Arda verse. So I don't know. We'll see what, where we go from there. Um, one other question I had for you. Oh, okay. This maybe this other review maybe would like, I feel like we're just tooting our own horn here or I'm tooting our own horns or something. But 
the zero effort review um <laughs> oh dear i i do like i get it like i especially if you're looking for like heavy lore explanation and a lot it's of not it's not here it's not that's here. not us that's not what we're no. doing but this one captures i think what we are trying to do and i thought that's kind of funny maybe this is maybe we should put this at the beginning like people should listen to this before they listen to any episodes but um this is from yanonymous like yan anonymous um it says this book this is the book club you dot 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 it's kind of cut off i can't read the rest anyway it says if you're too lazy or lonely to talk to your nerdy talk your nerdiest friends into reading the silmarillion with you and helping you keep track of the dozens of characters with three names each this is the podcast for you that's kind of funny because that's the opposite of what the other one said it's like we don't know anything (laughs) anyway (laughs) um, the pace is slow in a good way with a comfortable balance of reading and commentary pop culture references dad jokes and brits throwing shade at america keep it lighthearted. i'm not catholic but i truly appreciate those references as a way to bring your whole self to the reading and dig into the genuine spirituality of the book um i, I mean that's like i think that is capturing like what we were trying to do with this right like, i think so we're just bringing ourselves to the reading and what I, the reason I brought this review up is because something that I'm really interested in is what listeners think about the text. You know, we talk about just, I think probably just naturally, the three of us are oriented in certain ways where very specific things stand out to us and other things just don't really move us and we don't talk about them ever. But those might be like some of our listeners' favorite parts of the story and we've just rushed past them, you know? And I've always, I, that's something I wonder, like, oh, what do the listeners think about this stuff, too? But we haven't really come up with a good way to hear that or, um, you know, engage our listeners. Well, how can, how can we have people share with us what they think? I, I, yeah, hmm. If this was a first episode, if this was the first episode that people listened to or one of the first ones, because I think we did an intro episode. Did we do we an did, intro? Yeah. We okay. did, yeah. Um, then I guess I would probably invite people to comment in, in a specific episode. What was the thing that really kind of captured you in this episode or stuck out to you? And, um, what elements of it did you find to be, uh, interesting or satisfactory? Satisfactory is the wrong word. Satisfying. Hmm. Yeah, there's... I'm not sure what the best way to do that might be. We've received a couple emails every now and then. Uh, which is What is the email address? Beforethefellowship at gmail.com And then what social medias do we have? <laughs> well... <laughs> We have a couple, but we don't use them for anything. Like really. Oh, okay. Um, there's Twitter. Who wants to manage our social media? Instagram <laughs> and Facebook. And uh, I noticed. I did, I did tweet oh, once from the account. Oh, you did. What did you tweet? It was a Hi, hello world. Uh, no, 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 no. That's a good guess, but that was not okay. it. Okay. Actually, yeah. I feel like you, hello Arda. <laughs> That's what you said. No. Okay. I might tweet that now. <laughs> for all of our all of our uh, two followers that we have or whatever. Um, do we have any what, graphics or is it just like a like a, a non 
no it's, it's a blank like our, it's like profile. Our, no it is it is our um, our logo and stuff um, okay our mid-journey stuff uh, it says <laughs> it was a retweet from steven J. it's like a it's it's one of those ones where it's hard to say it you can't have to see it but it's like a dialogue back and forth tolkien and the beastie boys one ring to rule them all one ring to find them <laughs> i get it yeah <laughs> you know where this is going and in the darkness find them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that it or does it keep going that's it it ends oh, there okay. uh, <laughs> and also that i i found a copy of the silmarillion for sale at I'm costco like, i'm gonna so. go like that right now on twitter <laughs> Uh, oh the, man the twitter one it's actually b4 because the handle was too long oh i think i searched for us once on twitter <laughs> can find us before the but, follow you um i was thinking like oh maybe we should just post like a every, whenever an episode releases like share your thoughts here on the reading or <clears throat> um objections to things that we say or disagreements or I want to see fire. Like I want people to bring their, their firearms to these uh, discussions. Did you find it? Love it. Yeah, I found it. I'm looking at it. Um, yeah, it's great. Okay. Okay. So, so speaking of discussions uh, with, with listeners about the text, what about what do you, now that we're about a fifth of the way through, what are some of your favorite themes that we've read about or, uh, just some of your feet. I know it's hard to even remember because it's been like six months of us doing this. Yeah. But... I I mean, I'm coming from a Catholic worldview. I'm coming from a worldview where prior to being Catholic, like I, I just had a kind of, Oh, whatever view about reality. Um, and so it's really cool to stumble across a belief system of sorts and then find it sort of hidden as code inside a piece of literature. There's just something incredibly beautiful about that. I think it's a very high form of art, no matter where you stand on uh, your beliefs. And Tolkien does that incredibly uh, in this book. Um, there, are, there are things that are just very taken for granted. Um, I think... One of those could just be the fact that there is a presence of evil and evil only can operate in a way that um, sort of uh, corrupts good or is rather it is it's a privation of good. It is a um, it can evil can only be something that takes something that was originally good and twists it in a way that kind of still disguises it as looking good but uh is fundamentally wrong and you see that in many of the characters and in many of the kind of plot lines you have mm -hmm. the be beautiful opening sequence with the music and and part of that music is being corrupted and in it is sown discord and you see that play out then in Arda, and you see mm -hmm. You see it in its best kind of highest characters in Feanor, in his father, in, um, yeah, 
I mean, it's, I, I, I just, that kind of infusion of Catholic thought and mythology is is very satisfying to me so yeah that that is interesting so i've always kind of enjoyed zombie stuff media night of the Living i like Dead. that too i definitely um, like 28 that. days later i really enjoyed 28 it. days later love that film um killian murphy that's, i think that's, that's his og yeah. i think yeah, yeah, well yeah. not it's not his og there's a movie called dead man walking which i believe he's in that is like <laughs> just don't watch it uh <laughs> Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Killian Murphy, uh, um, back to dead yeah, people, um, walking dead, walking dead more recently. I didn't really, I mean, that one kind of, it was so long. It kind of, I, I trailed off a little bit, but like, I think part of what, particularly with the walking dead, one of the themes that I thought was pretty fascinating. It, I'm not a huge fan of the gore, which is kind of funny to say for a show that's like 90% gore, but the kind of, um, question I think that the show posed was like, for these characters who, because of the state of the world they're in, have to do pretty atrocious things, they're kind of continually asking themselves, can I be redeemed from this? You know, can I go back to how I was before I lived in this kind of world where this is normal? And um, that's a question that I think comes up a lot in this, in the Silmarillion, where, where there's a variety of characters who just make bad decisions or because of their ignorance to the bigger picture make less good decisions than they might otherwise make and the consequences play out and in kind of um sometimes in long lasting ways and we're starting to get into that more with Feanor and the somewhere else like um i think in one of the recent readings um what's the doom guy My, Man mandos Mendoz says the the fate of like artists tied up with the Somerals, you know, and for but it's it's interesting that in Tolkien's work, it's like that's not necessarily a good or bad thing. It's just a fact that's stated like it's tied up. The fate is tied up in this thing, but it's actually not clear if that's good or bad. And that's something to be seen. And I think that's something that they talk about a lot in Lord of the Rings. like in the, Yeah, with Gollum in the ring. Yeah, in the Council of Elrond, I think that's a discussion they have, you know, not knowing if what they're doing, like they know, all that they can know at that point is that something must be done. If nothing's done, it will the end will certainly be bad. And if we go out and try, it might still end poorly. But then there's at least the possibility of a good ending. And um, I just think it's fascinating how these characters, um, they're very complex. They, they, the, the Valar, not so much, but the, the elves, like they do all sorts of things. And we haven't really seen the worst of it yet. Um, but we just see, like in a recent... Uh, reading um, Fanor's half brother Fingolfin, I think, or Finrod, one of the one of his half brothers, um, chooses to forgive Fanor, and then Mandos again says, 
And he vows to follow him wherever he goes. Amanda says, like, you know, kind of cryptically, like, you will follow him wherever he goes, and that will be meaningful. Um, so the consequences of their actions are just playing out. And as an outside observer, we get to see what that means. But but it's not all bad at all. It's like things just happen, and and then somewhere further down the road, someone has to decide whether they're going to choose to do good or evil in response to this cascading effect. I don't know. That's yeah. I, I, I like that. I think the, 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 the Tolkien, sorry, not the Tolkien, the Lord of the Rings kind of comparison there of the Silmar, Silmarils and the rings, uh, the ring and Gollum. Um, you have that. I've got the quote here from, um, the Lord of the Rings, when Frodo says, it's a pity Bilbo didn't kill Gollum when he had the chance. And then Gandalf goes on to say, pity, it's a pity that stayed Bilbo's hand. Mm -hmm. Many that live deserve death. Some that die deserve life. Can you give it to them, Frodo? Don't be too eager to deal out death in judgment. Even the very wise cannot see all ends. My heart tells me that Gollum has some part to play in it for good or evil before this is over. Mm -hmm. The pity of Bilbo may rule the fate of many. Frodo says, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. Gandalf says, so do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. There are other forces at work in this world, Frodo, besides that of evil. Bilbo is meant to find the ring, in which case you were all me also meant to have it. And that is an encouraging thought. I think we get to the Silmarillion is kind of delightful because you get to. Um, we, we discussed this in previous episodes with the Silmarils being this super powerful um, and corrupting uh, thing. Like, is, is it bad that they exist? Um, no, because, I mean, we haven't we haven't. The story's not over yet. We we, we get to see how people just uh, choose to um, it, uh, like interact around them, and uh, it's not all ruled by the greed for them and the lust for them. Right, right. Those those kinds of decisions from people allow for heroics too in combating the evil. But yeah, that quote that you read that that exchange between Gandalf and Frodo is just like it's so remarkable and. Um, gosh, I, what it may, I'm thinking we're recording this on January 17th. So yesterday was Martin Luther King Jr. Day and I, um, decided to listen to his, I have a dream speech. I haven't heard it in quite a while. And it, it really like moved me to tears. Like, I think I forgot some of what he says in there, but it's deeply spiritual. He, he uses a lot of scriptural references, um, but obviously it's about, you know, racial equality and it's kind of like one of the things that is so good about it, I think, and what he did and what he particularly spoke in this speech was um, even now, 2023, it's like pretty easy to just think like, are we really much better off than things were in 1963? But that's not really fair to sit like to ask like there are things there are many things that are much better than they were in 1963 and there are also things that are worse than they were in 1963 um 
but his you know his message is like we shouldn't wallow in despair like we we should have hope that you know things that have begun in years past will continue to like come to fruition and uh, and there's a call to action in that too and um i think you know these great orators and these great writers can capture that kind of hope in the midst of real darkness and i think that's something that like the world of arda captures a lot in the lord of the rings and in this where it's the eucatastrophe thing right like where you just in the midst of the bleakest darkness it can just be turned on its head in an instant and uh and victory won for good you know probably need to re-explain the eucatastrophe uh idea uh, if i don't know if we've explained it yet but um... go right ahead <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you used it. You should explain it. I, I know it. I, I know this much. It is essentially a term um, that I think Jr. I think Jr. Tolkien penned it. Right? It's not. Um. Yes. Yeah. He did. He coined the words. So so Jr. Tolkien like basically coined this concept, um, and or at least the word from the Greek prefix of you, meaning good, as in um, Eucharist, um, or, yeah, to catastrophe. So it's like good catastrophe. So it's it's tied to, those two thing, concepts are tied together. So it's the idea that um, a sudden turn in, of events, which um, ensures that the protagonist does not meet, like, this terrible kind of end or doom. And that is just basically Lord of the Rings. But it's throughout literature. I think he uses it as a way to describe multiple different forms. And of course, himself being kind of having lived through um, World War Two, definitely, but um, both both wars, like um, having seen just the, the kind of probably impending doom and thinking all is lost, whether that's in a battlefield where around you, your closest comrades who probably average an age of 19 years old are being obliterated in gruesome, horrible ways. Um, and then the impending kind of imperialism of Hitler upon the world is it's just kind of, I mean, that story is, is, has that kind of catastrophe in it um, where things suddenly turn around. And then that's like uh, on every level of the Lord of the Rings. <clears throat> it's also on every level of the Christian story in Catholicism, obviously, or in Christianity, that's the story of Christ who, um, at least from the disciples perspective, the one whom they thought was, the be all and end all is suddenly killed. And in that moment, there's a sense of catastrophe where maybe things weren't what we thought they were, but then there's this great moment of uh, like <laughs> the resurrection, which completely turns everything on its head. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, probably best allegorized in Lewis's work, the Chronicles of Narnia with Aslan's death, um, 
so yeah like that's the that's the uh, that's the overarching kind of uh story really yeah i'm you know what you're saying it again like makes me really curious about how someone who doesn't agree with the christian worldview reads this because there's obviously goodness in here there's beauty in this text and it's not directly allegorical but um because Tolkien hated allegory. He hates allegory, and he says <laughs> it's not allegorical in any kind of way. Um, but, but because something is, just because it's not allegorical, not doesn't mean that it can't be influenced by it or right, right, have it right. infused into it. It's just not that, like, oh, uh, the ring kind of being thrown into Mount Doom is allegorical of like Jesus conquering death, like, or that when Gandalf comes back as Gandalf the white, that's like Jesus resurrecting. That's yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Tolkien yeah. didn't want that. That's for right. sure. Right. And I'm not trying to say either that like, if you're non-Christian, you can't appreciate this or you can't enjoy it. Like, not well, I do like, say that. So <laughs> <laughs> you can't enjoy it to its full. You can't sure, whatever. Okay, In the same sure. way that Maybe. I can't enjoy, I... I can't enjoy Islamic like poetry and literature. Sure. I can't sure. I can't enjoy but, communist well, I was thinking I was literature. thinking like um of a song that I enjoy. It's called Dissect the Bird by John Craigie. Um and it sounds kinda, weird, but let's go. Uh it's uh the, the hook of it is um uh Let's murder oh, innocent creatures. Oh you're you're doing it wrong, dissecting the bird trying to find the song. That's the that's the hook. Like Oh yeah, you like that. Oh, <laughs> I have been rebuked. <laughs> um, anyway, he kind of lays out like a worldview in there that's, you know, he's saying like, um, like we're not, none of us is a mistake. Like we, we're here for a reason. The universe doesn't hate us. Like a lot of things had to happen in the right way for us to exist at all. And you don't have to be perfect, but just don't take it for granted that you exist. Like that's a good thing, um, which I agree with that <laughs> like um but it's like kind of a a uh, like more of like a secular materialist like understanding of that idea um if if there is such a thing i don't know like beyond like we're just matter but um it, it's like it, it is really beautiful and it i can like the parts that do correspond to my worldview i like deeply appreciate and the parts that don't i just kind of it's there like you know so you can kind of like, yeah, there's like a certain level that you, you're like, this resonates with how I understand reality and I can appreciate that and, and find beauty in it. And maybe there's parts that don't. And 100%. And to clarify that, like, you can, you can definitely appreciate these books and <laughs> uh, without being Christian, but you can't appreciate it with the same kind of intention that sort of Tolkien had not sharing his worldview and it, and it goes back to like there are things in it that you can't appreciate being an american um the what some of the descriptions like, oh what's of the part when he talks about turkish delight <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a okay, good reference so wasn't it that's that a was reference. a good reference it was it was um use the force nope. harry that was that kind of meme, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> everyone, if you're not picturing uh, Captain Jean-Luc Picard right now, you you don't understand the reference. But 
in 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 the Lord of the Rings, like there are certain things that, as a Brit, you can appreciate of, of the book, and it's it's the descriptions of the landscape, even some of the kind of plants they describe. Most certainly, the Shire. These these are these are places that had their primary inspiration, though not allegorical, of of England, and and having not lived there, you, you're just not going to be able to understand that part of it. And that's not a disparagement; it's just a fact. How much do you think I'll get having had a layover in Heathrow? That's ah, as much I as don't I know. Like it might have increased your. If you did, you drink tea in Heathrow. I did not know. Did you smoke a pipe? No. Did you have second breakfast? Can you smoke in there? Can you smoke in there? No, but did you have second breakfast? I did not know. Okay, then I'm sorry it didn't add anything mm. to your enjoyment. What parts of uh what parts of Arda are Scotland? I've been to the I Highlands. Mean, yeah, so the Highlands. I mean like the a lot of the Mordor? imagery. Is that Mordor? <laughs> uh I I don't know, but there are similarities with that. I mean, you, you would have the, the, the kind they of speak the black speech in um, Glasgow, I think. Oh, yeah, probably in Glasgow they do. Yeah. My Glaswegian friends, though, actually, most of them I can understand. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, the Shire is obviously set, set after sort of English um, Yorkshire kind of area of the country. So if you've not been to Yorkshire, if you haven't business of the Cotswold, it's just hard to like truly get it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. Um, so everyone should, let's, we should have a before the fellowship pilgrimage. Um, everyone should become Catholic and British. That's what should happen. Mm, and then you can okay. fully understand it. <laughs> and then we should also go back in time and live through world war two. Yeah. World, I can't yeah, understand yeah. that part. So yeah. Yeah. Um but that's that's part of the beauty of it too, right? That we don't need the whole thing to draw something from us that's meaningful. Yeah, not at all. It I is I think that's I think what beautiful that says in of is itself. That, yeah, it's beautiful in itself and there is like truth contained in it, even though it's yeah. just a narrative. Like there's truth yeah. in here. Yeah. Um, which is fascinating. Okay, I have one question. I know I will probably need to wrap this up because yeah, uh, this wrap is it longer up, so. than an episode, yeah. but I, I um just another theme that I've been thinking about, and I'm going, I'm going kind of back to what we're talking about. Um, as far as redemption goes, um, I was doing a little bit of reading online, and this is maybe a good example of how this isn't purely allegorical or there's like, like you couldn't read this and like understand, like say, oh, now I understand the Roman Catholic Church. Like, because there's just, it doesn't it really even explain things. But, um, one question that I had that I'm curious to hear your thoughts on is about the orcs because in Catholic worldview, like we don't know definitively that like certain persons are in heaven or hell or well in, in hell. Like we know um, of canonized saints, right? We, we like believe that they're in heaven, but we don't know of like specific souls in hell because we don't know, we can't judge the soul of a, of a person, even in their moments of death or whatever, if they have repented, you know, internally or whatever. We don't, we just don't know. So we can't say definitively. And it's interesting because um, there's different creatures, like races of creatures in Arda. 
and so it's hard to like even try to have like a an understanding of okay are the elves like humans or are humans like humans what are dwarves even because they're just like these lesser beings that were created by avala not by iluvatar or and then orcs are especially interesting because there's something that's pretty unjust about their situation their state they they were originally elves that were captured and corrupted and it doesn't seem that there's any hope that they will be restored like they're bred amongst themselves to these into these hideous monsters and um there's something that seems that that in particular really does not fit a catholic worldview i think where it's like these people by no choice of their own were just like um irreparably corrupted i don't know do you have any thoughts on this yeah i think it's the the difference between a work being infused versus being allegorical because it's not allegorical um the the analogy is going to break down whenever you try to compare a theme or a character um it's 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 rather the the kind of structure of the mythos that um makes it infused with catholicism so you can't point to the orcs and be like oh they're like fallen man or fallen beings um i just think i think that it tolkien wouldn't have wanted us to kind of view it in that way at all well Um, what do you think of the orcs situation then in general like aside from like catholic worldview like well um if if this was an R-rated podcast, I'd have a six-letter word to, to say for that, that they're just absolutely, insert that word. Um, <laughs> there's no redemption for them. They can't oh, be redeemed. I know what the word is now. <laughs> <laughs> they, cannot, they cannot be redeemed. Um, but that's never part, that's never even a, a thought or a possibility. It's not. It's, it's, it, I think it kind of comes down to the way that Tolkien clearly delineates good and evil in many cases. Yeah. Like, like Melkor is like purely evil. Sauron is purely evil. Ungoliant is purely evil. And they're, and they don't really even have seemingly a desire to try to do good or, or be like converted in some way to good. Um, And in the same way, the orcs are just purely these evil things, even if they were once good or neutral. Yeah, 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 and and they don't go into uh, much detail about how that corruption is happen happens, right? It's just mm-hmm. it's just a fact that they they are corrupted forms of this being, right. um, but it's like corrupted. Um, they're, they're not forms that are being corrupted. They are. They're. It's like it's complete. It's like yeah, they've it's, it's, they've it's final converted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's final. It's just like this. They they were once one thing. They are now another thing. Hmm. But then obviously you have creatures that uh, there's a big question mark over. Um, yeah. Gollum obviously being the, the most famous of them. Boromir being another one. Um, yeah, yeah. It's throughout the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fascinating. Okay. Well, we better wrap up here. Um but we, you know, like I was saying, I don't know if Dan even agrees with this. He might disagree, but I love to hear like 
our listeners' thoughts more or read I them would. somewhere. You would. Yeah, um, and Cameron, Cameron would too. Yeah, Cameron also would, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so if you've made it all the way through, you know, these 40 minutes of listening to us chat about whatever, um, let us let us know, like either via email, that's beforethefellowship at gmail.com, or find us on social media. I get little notifications that like you have X new views on Facebook, but there's nothing to, to view. So people just leave. So, you know, um, even just posting like what might be, if, in, if, if, in, if listeners are interested in that, I think many people have a desire to like have some kind of outlet of their thoughts. And I think there would be really cool and civil discussion between our listeners. Um, so I'd be curious to see, but maybe, you know, if that means us, uh, Probably me, not probably not Dan, but me, you know, create, creating a, a thread for each episode or certain themes or um, things like that on Twitter or on um, yeah. Facebook or something. So, yeah, Absolutely. I don't know. Let us know. Find us on those things. There's links everywhere. Um, Cameron will set that up maybe. <laughs> but, um, and what should they do if they like what they hear today? Okay. If they really like what they hear, they should tell us just quit now. <laughs> um, I think it's actually they're actually pronounced the Seal Marils. <laughs> oh well, I don't care. I'm gonna call them so. so we've Marils. been we've been getting that one wrong. Yeah, but for probably for probably about the first twenty episodes, we said uh, rate us three Silmarillions out of three. But the joke is I did not three. say that. The joke I is never three said Silmarils that. out of three. Call me out if I said it, but I'm pretty sure I didn't. Because every yeah. time I heard you guys say it, I would... You, you winced. I, I winced, but not as much as when I butchered those two names in the previous episode to this. That, I died, like, wholeheartedly uh, in, <laughs> on the inside. So. Yeah. No, it was fun. It was fun. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, and, and please let us know. You know, please rate us. That, that's, I'm interested. I, the, guy, the other guys don't really read it, but I'm interested in reviews and... You know, we want to I make read the reviews. I read every reviews. Like Shad von you Bernstein. No, you'd not read that one. You had not I did one. read that one and it broke my freaking heart. Okay? Mm. Shad? Is that your name? Is it really your name? I mean, come on. I'm guessing they're not listening anymore if they hated it so much. Yeah. But um <laughs> if you're out there, we miss you. Come back. Yeah, come back. Um, We'll Come do better. To... We'll try to do better. But teach us your way. For is not what we are, what we're doing. So yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, find us on social media. Talk. You know, let's let's see how we can have more discussion. Yeah. Because um, we're not experts, but we love hearing thoughts, and and that's one way that we can learn more too. Probably a lot of people have more knowledge of this than us. And uh, yeah, I'm always interested in reading more and learning more. And so, um, rate us three some rolls out of three, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.